Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. Yo, you see my trophies? My trophy case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's going on, Sebastian? You just got you just got trophies around. You just yeah. Uh, watch this. What? Oh my goodness! What is that? Please do not have that around. Um. All right. How, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm in a great mood. We should record it this time of day more often. <laughs> you don't like recording early in the morning. Listen, I've had. Time. It's also not early in the morning, by the way. <laughs> this is only like two hours after we normally record. I, I had time to like sit down and eat breakfast, walk my dogs, drink some water, watch a couple of shows. Wow, I That's thought you can watch TV. No, I just watch shows. <laughs> I just watch the same shows over and over. You just just on repeat. Yeah. All right, nice. That makes sense. Every summer I watch The Wire. Every summer you watch The Wire. It's like this weird thing. I don't know. Right. Watch it every summer. It's like a like it's like every summer. It's like, oh, why don't you watch The Wire? It's a good show. It takes it a good show. The summer. All right. Okay. Good. Uh <laughs> um, all right. So today's just the two of us. No interview, no nothing like that. Um, we're gonna talk. Um, yeah, we're working on some stuff, but um I'm working on something for next week. Yeah. All right, I like it um this this week we're just gonna we got we got like rapid fire like little things to talk about like little quick quick little topics to talk about um and then uh and yeah so uh let's start off with the diamonds uh had our second game took the took the road trip up to keystone road trip um, man <laughs> um yeah we, we took the road trip up to up to keystone um and we we listen. We we lost one nothing, but overall, I thought, um, all things considered, we did a it's the best game we've played on that field. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, the, the trip itself is always a tough one because of the the travel involved. But um, I mean, yeah. we were we were super competitive. Um, did the I mean, you know, one breakdown, one goal. It is what it is. It was pretty competitive. Um, we did a great job battling with them, and you know what. Best thing about it is we play it this next Friday. We'll be preparing to play them again at home. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we we kick off our home opener, our home opener next Friday in our new home at the Chase Fieldhouse. Um, so we're excited for that because it'll be it'll be fun. And you know, I I will say, you know, Saturday we had some we had some players that didn't play played in positions they're normally not used to playing in. Um, we also had some younger players, which was, um, which they did a really good job of. Uh, of managing, you know, the the level and the expectations and things like that, and the time they got. So overall, no, I was I was happy with the way we played. Um, and Keystone's like, I I will continue to say this about this league. Um, this league is is really fun to play in because I feel like all the coaches, uh, you know, all the players are all in it for the same reasons. Um, so it makes the games competitive, but we're all there for the same reason, right? We all help each other, like. You know, we lost, and you know, at the end of the game, I I sit and talked for the to the to the Keystone coach for a couple of minutes. I stayed and talked to the executive director of Keystone FC in general as a club. Um, uh, you know, Sean, who we've had on the podcast before, and he's just a really good guy, and he coaches their their UWS team. Um, so uh, so yeah, overall, a really really good time. Um, enjoyed it, and and hoping hoping we get a good result here next week. Yeah, I mean, home opener. We'll see you guys all at the Chase Fieldhouse at five o'clock. Yeah, um, and we will be, uh, you know, home opener. Yeah, wear your uh, diamond skin. Five p.m. Yeah, five p.m. Come out to the Chase Fieldhouse. We'll be on the Nemours Field, which is right outside the, the Fieldhouse. Um, we'll be out plenty there. Of parking. Plenty of parking. Solid bathrooms. Yeah, you can actually probably park. You can probably watch the game from your car. You can tailgate it almost. Hey. You can you can have the, there ain't no laws when there's claws. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the laws I don't know what the laws are. I have no idea. <laughs> it just in case tailgated with some water and Gatorade, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's our recommendation. After that, I can't really help you. Um, this entire week, I've been uh, I've been at summer camp. Um, I've been um, kind of managing the the Kirkwood loyalty camp. 
um, which was really fun. I uh, had about 80 players there. Um, big shout out to all the coaches. Um, I'll give them a shout out later, but but ultimately, uh, fun times. Um, you know, we adjusted to the weather a couple times. Even today, they're they're adjusting to the weather right now as we speak. Um, but overall, you know, the it's fun to kind of be in a summer camp environment again. Um, it was it was interesting because this is the first time I've run a soccer a soccer camp where I haven't been in charge of the club necessarily uh, or been a really big part of the club. Um, so, you know, obviously I know the facility extremely well, but you know, it's a different dynamic when it's not, you know, your equipment or, or, you know, you don't have that sense of ownership of things. Uh, so it's a little different, but overall successful week, um, you know, really good campers, really, really good players. And, um, just an overall fun time. Um, and I also had my first, uh, training with the Odessa Ducks boys soccer team. Um, okay. So had uh had my first had my first training session with them, uh you know just technical technical training and some workout stuff, uh that's all we're allowed to do. So um overall not bad. Um excited for, for for the season with them and excited to dive deeper into that team and get to know them a lot more and um and do some different things with them. But forgot where your dogs are at, man. Yeah, dogs. Well, just ducks. Ducks are ducklings. Right. Yeah, either a duck or your duckling. Or you're, yeah. you're a duck or your goose. <laughs> um, goose. I will I, I I'm excited because I just put together um I'll have to send it to you. I just put together a uh summer kind of like a summer workout plan. Okay. The boys and the girls soccer teams. Um it basically gives them the options. Um I thought about multiple and I'll get your opinion on this. So um, I thought about doing some like, so I thought about it two different ways. One would be to have a more structured and and have a detailed out of like what you should be doing every day. Or the other part, which is what I ended up going with. Um, it's basically it breaks down to the game into four, the four pillars of it. And then there's activities and things that they can do in within all of the pillars. And, um, and they, with a disclaimer that at least you know 10 to 15 minutes of of some sort of running or physical activity and 10 to 15 minutes a day of some sort of technical activity where the balls are your feet um so so after after Uh, that they can expand after that they can expand and go longer if they want to a a day or shorter and then there's some mindfulness stuff and there's also some tactical things that they can look at hopefully you're putting your tactical 10 to 15 minutes of watching like gold cup games or the or you know some qualifying matches or yeah what I what I what I ended up doing was the you know the the upside that we have over when you and I were growing up is that um YouTube is way more um accessible not accessible but they had no, yeah there's way more content yeah there's a lot more content that's probably the way the better way to put it it's a lot more content so I was able to go through and find full matches on YouTube a lot of them just posted by FIFA. So just just full matches on on the internet that you can watch. Um, so I I linked a lot of those matches between women's World Cup games and some men's World Cup games and some different club games and things like that, just so that you can and and just start answering simple questions, right? You know, take some notes, watch a half. Um, you know, you don't need to watch an entire ninety minutes necessarily, but you can watch a half and kind of see it. You know, how does the team line up? How do each team, how does each team line up? How do they defend? How, what do they do when they don't have the ball? What do they do when they do have the ball? Yeah. I mean, I think the key is to find like the best, like, right? Looking at the best player on the team and seeing why they're the best player. Are they the yeah, best or, player? Or finding, or finding the position on the field that you play in. And, you know, can you, um, you know, what, what do they do off the ball? What do they do on the ball? Right. What's their movement like? You know, um, I think, like, like yeah. Those and then I would also say like go watch the women's World Cup. Go watch Alex Morgan, right? One of the best, better players on the U.S. women's national team. Yeah, and figure out why she's one of the better players on the U.S. women's national team. Is it because she took ten players on and tried to score a goal, or is it because she passed the ball, beat three players by running past them, and got the ball back, and the ball beat three players and she scored? Right, like just simple things like that. I think you see it from another person. You see it because. And it makes sense because you see everybody walking around with Alex Morgan jerseys and then you say, well, yeah, she really is a good player. She just beat three players by running past them without the ball. 
It's her yeah. goal. How can well, I do that? Well, and I think I think you look at it from a player like so. If you're watching a game and you're watching Erling Holland is who's been the the best forward in the entire world of this this past season, right? Um, you look at you look at him and you start to realize that when you're watching him, he doesn't touch the ball a whole lot. No. Right? He was very good off the ball. His off the ball movement is insane. He's always ready to go. Yeah, he's already, he's always right. He's a poacher. He's always ready to go into the box and score goals. He is not involved. When you watch him play, he is rarely involved in the build up play. No. And he's, like also, he's also gone on record to say that he, he doesn't care. If he touches the ball five times and scores five goals, he's happy. Yeah. He is not like they are. Man City plays down a player in the build up. Yeah. I mean, I think he's there. I just think his movement is always there for looking for that last well, pass. He's, he's trying to think two or three steps ahead. Well, he's also there attracting two players to him so they can prevent him from scoring and open up gaps and things for like sure. that. For sure. Yeah. And there's and there's definitely a, a quality and a skill to that. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so you always I think I think it's always I mean shoot, I remember watching Cristiano Ronaldo and the Euros do one of the most simple moves. He just rolled the ball over, took his defender to the top of the 18 and uh like he's gonna cross it and he Chops it with the outside of his foot and just gets around him and goes baseline and just passes it in. They score the easiest goal. And like, I was like, man, if it's that easy, let me try it. Yeah. And it's like, yo, just, hey, roll it, beat a player, bait him in, and just get around him and find an easy pass and have a player score. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's kind of, that was my kind of my thought process behind this entire workout plan was, um, yeah, we could do something where we're, it's where a politics in there. You know, we can add obviously add the physical and the the technical stuff, and that's important. But I also think it's important to watch games and to get into that habit. And what better time than the summer when you potentially have some more time as a high school student to be able to do that? Um, and I think the other the other part of it is the mindfulness part. I think there's there's times to develop those habits of you know visualization and and coping mechanisms and these little skills that you can pick up. You know, how do you how do you overcome a really tough time? But but putting some thought process to all of those little things, um, I think is is critical, and I think it's really really important. Well, I, th- I mean, listen, you could do, you could knock out your whole like a whole day's worth of a package just watching a game, ninety minutes, right? Yeah, you could spend fifteen minutes doing the technical stuff, right, while you're taking breaks, looking up, watching what's going on, on the TV or your cell phone. Yeah, because you could be, be somewhere with cell phone service. And then you could spend 15 minutes watching the game resting. You could spend 15 minutes at halftime doing the running. Yeah. Coming back. And then, you know, finishing out the rest of the packet in yeah. your house. Done. 90 minutes. Boom. So the, the obviously the key thing at this point becomes this idea of personal accountability. Um, so to make sure that you're actually doing all this stuff and then you put together and you know, put yourself in that in that mentality to say, I'm gonna go do this to but I'm, I'm I'm gonna try to be, you know, the best version of myself. So then so if I do this, then that's how I can try to achieve that, right? So, but yeah, so we're we're trying something different, trying something new. Um, I'm excited for the for the potential of it and kind of expanding, getting some feedback back from the players and and seeing what we do. And we, you know, I'm doing this for the girls team and the boys team. They're both getting the same package, so I'm trying to you know see what what their reactions are afterwards and evaluate and adjust as as needed. I think I just came up with an idea for my right back academy. We got some shirts. Yeah, and then um, got that dog in me. Yeah, you, you, can, you can do some right back academy shirts. Yeah, and it's gonna be like on the back. It's gonna say, "I got that dog in me." Oh, okay. We find a picture of it, like a vicious looking dog. Is it your dog? Is it Carly? Is it a picture? Is it a silhouette of Carly? Yeah. Here we go. Uh super vicious, just sleeping. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'd be better off getting the other dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, he got a picture of Troy in there. Um you can get a picture of him looking vicious. He ain't got yeah. no teeth, but <laughs> there's gummy. Uh that's funny. Um, all right. So big news that literally broke out uh like a week uh like an hour ago or something like that. The US Yeah, the US is hosting the Club World Cup in 2025. Um, this is the Club World Cup, but that was supposed to be hosted back in 2021 in China, which obviously with the pandemic, that was uh, quickly put on hold. 
Um, and now it's being moved to 2025 uh, with 32 teams. FIFA just announced it, 32 teams. Um, and this is whole back that are qualified. All right, so here's what here's where the qualifications come in. Um, so if you won a major European or major club competition between the years of 2021 and 2024, all right, so main confederations being Africa, Asia, Europe, North America, and South America, right? If you won um, any of the continental championships, right? So you won the um, the Champions League, the Europa League, or the uh, Conference League. Uh, you want any of the champions? They have teams that are already in this, but any of the Champions Leagues. Um, yeah, the Concacaf Champions League, the Copa Libertadores, Copa Sudamericana, uh, the Cap Champions League, CAF Champions League, AFC yeah. Champions League, and then Europe, obviously having the strongest representation in the world, get some. Uh, coefficient teams that are out of four years the top eight um that has not won anything will be to that into yeah. that as well plus CONCACAF gets to select one host team from the united states yeah so that'll be interesting so we have some teams that are already uh in yeah there's there's some teams that are already in um Al-Halal from the Asian Federation and Urawa Red Dragons. Um, yep. They won their Champions Leagues in 2022 and 2021. And the uh, in the African Confederation, you have Al Ali, who were repeat winners in the Champions League. From Egypt. Egypt and Wydad Casablanca, which I think is in Morocco. It is. Oh, look at that. Know your flags. You got another those flags. Um, who won the Champions League as well. So with Africa having two teams win the Champions League, they will have the best eligible team in the four years join in as their fourth team. So they have four slots as well. Now we're gonna CONCACAF. Yeah, Monterey, who won the Champions League in 2021. Seattle Sounders representing MLS, who won the Champions League in 2022. And then you have Leon who won the Champions League in 2023. So CONCACAF only has one spot up for grabs, and that will be the CONCACAF Champions Cup, which is being rebranded, I guess, um, who will be the champion next year, who will uh, take that yes. fourth CONCACAF slot, leaving out the host from U.S. And it will be interesting to see how they handle their host spot. Might be the League's Cup winner, maybe. Who knows? maybe that would be That would be good. I, w- I think that would be interesting because I, w- I would say, I mean, pretty much it's Mexico versus U.S. or U.S. versus Mexico. And yeah, all the well, unless that, unless that, unless, I mean, the highest seeded MLS team, maybe. Or you take the League's Cup champion from this year, the League's Cup champion from next year, and you play each other. No, because the League's, oh, yeah, next year, yeah, you still be able to do it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. could be, that could be an option. Um, you could also do a, um, the other thing you could do, and this is very Argentinian like, uh, but I mean, I think actually uh, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the UFS super cup, right? So what you could do too, is if the MLS could do a, the winner of the open cup mm-hmm. versus the winner of the, um, you could do it one of two ways. You could do the winner of the open cup against the winner of the um the MLS cup in general right or yeah. or you could do the the winner of the MLS cup with the MLS supporter shield yeah if you don't have two people because those are not not always the same the same team so so that could be an option too you could have a winner within that in the 2024 season yeah I mean, uh-huh. Yeah, I think. Well, this year I guess you would have to go to the runner-up because I think LAFC did both. Yeah, won both. Yeah, but that would be that would be an option, right? You could you could definitely do that. I think that would be that would be kind of cool. Um, did you go through the Commonwealth ones? Or nah, no? you could take your home host. I I didn't see any Argentinian names on there, so no I Argentinian teams in that. there. No, no Palmeiras, um, and Flamengo. 
uh, one, the Copa Libertadores is going on right now. That'll end um, somewhere in October ish. November 4th. September, something like that. November 4th, is that the final? November 4th, 2023 is the qualification date. Yeah, that's uh, that's the final in Brazil. The thing that the finals in Brazil this year. I don't know. They play every right now. The last, the last, uh, the last group stage game is gonna go on. Is going on this weekend. Um, wait a minute. But why is this only? Hold on a second. Because so so these are the other twenty. The other teams that qualified. So you don't qualify for this if you didn't win. Oh, you don't qualify for this if you won the Europa League. No. This is only the oh never mind. All right. Only taking the champion, the highest yeah, champion. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, so yeah, makes so, sense. Yeah. So for UEFA, Chelsea won the 2020-2021. Real Madrid won the 21-22. Man City in 23. You take the Champions League winner of next year. Plus the next, what is that, eight best teams in Europe. So you end up with you're gonna end up with like a Liverpool probably making it um yeah you know probably like an Arsenal Manchester United PSG yeah definitely gonna end up with some Italian teams <laughs> so all right so uh the Libertadores so it was what did I say it was uh Palmeiras and Flamengo right yeah yeah. Um. And so, Libertadores right now is being played. Uh, group stage uh, ends this next this upcoming week. Um. And then the round, the draw for the round of sixteen will be on July fifth. And then those games are going to be played between August third and August or August first and August tenth, the first and the second leg. Then, uh, then you take a couple weeks off, and then you come back the twenty second through the thirty first for the quarterfinals. Semifinals are uh, September 26th through October 5th, and then you get a month off before the final on November 4th. Um, so a lot can change. This is the part where where the Libertadores is such a weird kind of dynamic is you have such a big transfer market r- between the group stage game, the group stage and the knockout phase of the competition. Because normally, if you look at it in the Champions League, yeah, there's a mid-season transfer market, but it's the winter transfer market, and the winter transfer market isn't always the biggest transfer market, right? Obviously, the yeah. summer one, the summer one is is way heavier. Um, for you Europe, you can only register, and in the UEFA, you can only register a certain amount of players in that winter transfer market for your squad. Well, in the Libertadores, you can only make five changes to the to the to the to the squad of like thirty or forty players that you put in. You can only make five changes. Um, into that squad, you can bring them in for your team in general and play whatever leagues, your domestic league. But in the in the in the cup in general, you can only make five changes there. Um. So yeah, I'm excited. I mean, the the potential that in you forgot, about years, one. You forgot about one confederation. What did I? What did I miss? The Oceania Football Confederation. Oh, who's in there? With their one spot. So they're going to take the best Champions League winner from the Oceania in the four years, <laughs> in a four-year ranking. Okay, all right. So you got you can win the Champions League, but you better be the last best. year. Last year, what was it? Auckland FC or City. something like that. Yeah, I think they've Auckland won, City, right? They've won two of the last like three. Yeah, Auckland City. Yeah. Um, about the little guys, man. <laughs> New Zealand guys. No, I'm excited just because of the, the fact that in two years we have the potential of going to the summer. Like, yes, we have the summer like scrimmages or friendlies or whatever it is that they play over the summer. But the fact that in two years you can actually play some meaning, you can watch some meaningful soccer um, in preparation for the World Cup. So that means that we're potentially guaranteed to have at least one or two or a few games. If there's going to do 32 teams and it's going to have to be like the World Cup, like the, the men's World Cup for 2026 you're not going to be able to have 32 teams flying around the entire country for 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 group stage games you're going to have to make them so one or two groups are going to have to be regionally located to to play within the same two or three states it makes no sense to yeah yeah, at same time zones right or or at least within right if you're you know if you're playing in atlanta and then you got to go to texas that's that's not terrible yeah you're Um, not like 
Yeah. But 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 you can't go you can't go from Florida to Washington like no it'll be, like, it'll be you know Philly New York yeah yeah whatever the host nations are in our in our area it's Philly is DC part of it no no they didn't want to bid it was Philly New York and then I think Nashville Boston 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 I feel like I feel like if you did I, I there, there's one of them right so there's one. There's one little pod that you can do for one or two groups between Philly, New York, and Boston. You're within a six hour radius. So that's a that's a that's good. Get right on that Amtrak, man. Yeah. It's like so, flying, it's like living in Europe. So there you go, man. You we could uh all right. Well, let's take that. Let's let's start put that in the calendar, man. Um all right, let's talk about Quincy Proms. <laughs> Quincy Proms. So this is one of those stories that like hit the news, but only if you're like keeping up with soccer news. Um, I mean, Mike Mike B had some good news last Friday that I don't think hit the news either. Was it about Quincy? No. What was it Josie about? Got released. Oh, Josie Altazor got released from. Uh, I didn't know that from Josie New England. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Quincy, good old Quincy, man. Quincy Prones from the Netherlands, former Netherlands uh, national team player, um, sentenced to 18 months in jail for stabbing his cousin in the knee. Um, his cousin a soccer player? No, his cousin's not a soccer player. Uh, apparently, apparently, he said he deserved it. <laughs> so Quincy currently plays for Spartak Moscow. Um. So yeah. So Quincy is apparently. I I don't know. In Europe, you don't have to go to jail, or sometimes depending on the what happens, you don't have to go to jail unless you get over a three year sentence. So, Some of their jails are like rehab facilities. They're like not jails. He might be able to play in the jail team. Yeah, Danny Elvis though. <laughs> he came out to talk this week. You yeah, know what? I he said he didn't do anything wrong. Danny? Yeah. He probably didn't. Danny Danny said he didn't do anything wrong. All right. So uh what about Nick Marsman? You know Nick Marsman? No, I don't know Nick Marsman. All right. Well, Nick, you're gonna you you're gonna know. Well, you would have potentially have known who Nick Marsman was tomorrow. Uh so what's happening tomorrow? Uh Union are playing Inter Miami? Right. So Nick Marsman is the backup goalkeeper for Inter Miami. Okay. Well, Nick Marsman took uh took his family. Uh, so his 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 wife was recently named uh Miss Netherlands. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. Uh now now you now you're now you're now you're interested. Um, his wife's name is Natalie Dendecker. Um. Oh, sorry. Not recently. In 2012, she was uh, she was crowned oh. Miss Netherlands. Um, they went to the zoo in Florida. Okay. They went to the zoo in Florida. Uh, well, Nick got bitten by a uh, a widow spider and was oh. hospitalized for three days. It's not good. No. It's terrible. No, not, not at all. Um, especially so- when, especially when the starting goalkeeper. Was on national team duty, so he had to play. Yeah, well, he didn't because Nick, good old Nick, was in the hospital. Uh, so uh, play keeper, huh? Did Messi play keeper? No, Messi's not playing as a keeper. Uh, so yeah, so so hopefully Nick's doing better now. He's been released. He's went back home, but yeah, Nick Marshman bitten by a spider. Man, gotta watch out for them spiders. Messi might be in, in over his head, man. He's about to be like, yo, we ain't got no goalkeepers. <laughs> I got um, to deal with the spiders. <laughs> we're last place in MLS. Like, got the spiders right. coming after us. Yeah, that's that's funny. Um, All right. Uh, let's keep it. Let's keep it. Let's keep it stateside for a minute uh, because we didn't we didn't talk about this. Uh, the U.S. men's national team went in the uh, the CONCACAF Nations League. Was it Trace Acero? No, that was Thursday. No, this is I'm talking about Sunday. Oh, uh, was it Dos Acero? Yeah, Sunday was two nothing against Canada. Uh, I don't know how to say Acero in French. Uh, I will find out for you in a second. What did you think of the game? 
Um, I mean, I think it was a really good game. Uh, I had zero. I think it's zero. Oh, do I settle? Zero. 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 No, I think it was good based on the fact, I mean, like Canada obviously won World Cup qualifying in, in the CONCACAF uh, part of the world. Yep. They're a very dynamic team. I mean, I don't think, I mean, the players that they're losing are just like old and aren't their impact players. Um, but I think they're a very attack-minded team. Like, they got to run. And the U.S. did a good job of stopping them from running because... Yeah, I mean, Alfonso Davies didn't look like he he really did much, and when he did, it just very it looked very just like reluctant. It was it was almost like he was just like, all right, what can I do to just get some sort of miracle goal here? Yeah. Um, um, I mean, Jonathan David obviously he scored more goals than uh, our guy, um, Ballo in the in the French league. So he's always been a main staple. Like they just have good guys, and they're they're very they're they're very hard. I just teams, but. I just think it's one of those things that it was just not there. Kind of like the Mexico game to a certain extent. Um, the U.S. just had a lot of confidence and came in with a lot of. It was just kind of right time, right place at the right time kind of thing. And um, and maybe it's a maybe it's a spark that the U.S. needed, or the U.S. needs to to push on. And you know now they they uh, next week. Next Wednesday starts the um, the Gold Cup, so uh, so you kick off in the Gold Cup against Saint uh, Saint Kitts and Navis, um, and then you play Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, uh, sorry, no, it actually the Gold Cup kicks off tomorrow. Um, my bad, oh, nine thirty against Jamaica. Yeah, it's already started. I mean, you got teams that had to play in. You got Nicaragua; they got kicked out. <laughs> Wait, why did Nicaragua get kicked out? They fielded an illegal player. Oh. Um, in five matches, and so then, Trinidad launched an appeal. I think it was Trinidad launched an appeal, and Concacaf ruled that Nicaragua had to drop out of the Global Cup. So basically, in the qualifying stages, one of the teams replaced. I think it might have been Trinidad replaced Nicaragua, and then one of the qualifying stages, one of the teams got a buy. Oh, Trinidad and Tobago actually took. Uh, took its place and they're they're joined the US men's national team group. Yeah, so there's another team that ended up in qualifying being able to get a spot in yes, it was Antigua and Barbuda. Right, Antigua? Yeah. Is it why don't they have the gold cup in these countries? Man, that'd be a nice little vacation. Uh because I don't think those countries have the infrastructure to be able to hold the gold cup. To have that many players or that many that many stadiums that you need. Sometimes you got to remember it's not so much. Um, uh, it's it, it's not so much that you need the stadiums. It's also you need the ability to have the the training facilities for this many teams. Yeah, it's also hurricane season. Yeah, so you don't want to be out there and get stuck. Um, I didn't know about the Nicaragua thing. Um, and, uh, you're still on top. You got to be out there, man. You got to be out in these streets. Yeah, I guess. Um, all right, so that starts tomorrow for the US. But yeah, I mean ultimately, you know, it's good for the US to win. Um looks like uh uh BJ Callahan staying for for the gold cup. I mean it makes sense, right? He has I mean, can you really change coaches with the no. week? I mean, I don't even think that's feasible. I mean, is it the same roster? Is the gold cup roster the same? No, it's very different. They kept a few guys. But no, it's a lot of MLS based guys. Okay. All right. Let's see. I mean, we can look at we can look at the US men's national team gold uh that they, Yeah, I mean, I think the big part is those guys, the guys that played in in the nation needed rest. I mean, they were all the World Cup guys. They've all left they've all been in Europe, like they need rest. So it looks like it's uh same three goalkeepers. Sean, Sean Johnson, Gaga, and, and Matt Turner. Matt Turner. Uh, then you got Jones, Aaron Long, Matt Miazga, Jalen Neal, Ryan Reynolds, Miles Robinson, John Tolkien, and DeAndre Yedlin. Sorry, there are five. I remember this. There are five guys that are on both rosters. Okay. All right. So I'm assuming the three of them are the goalkeepers. Miles Robinson is another one. So there's four. Uh, Gianluca Busio. Uh, 
George Mihailovic, um, Aiden Morris, Christian Roldan, uh, James Sand, and Alan Sonura. There's your, uh, Sonura is a, there's your fifth, right? Yeah. Uh, then you got Kate Colwell, Jesus Ferreira, Julian Gressel, Julian Gressel, uh, Jordan Morris, Brandon Vasquez, and Alex Sendejas. Sendejas. Sendejas is the other one. Six. Six. Yep. Um, well, it'll be it'll be interesting. I feel like um, Senora and Zendejas would definitely be. They should get a lot of minutes. They should get a lot more minutes, right? Because they didn't in the in the Nations League, so they should definitely get more minutes. I think Kate Caldwell is going to be a good guy to watch. Um, he had a good uh, what is it? U twenty World Cup. He's very. He's the, is he the one that that? No, he's not the one that that got transferred to uh, Benfica. That's no, it. he's still in San Jose. Um, no, he's just a very, he's a good, he played as a forward. I think he's more of a midfielder, but he's kind of like a, got a good pace, you know, ability to get in behind at the U20 World Cup. So it'd be good to see him on that big stage. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's for this group, it's, how do I get myself into that top group, right? How do I, how do I boost myself? Um, how do I get, start getting call-ups? Actually, you were right. It was five. It was five players from the Nations League. Gaga was not in the Nations League roster. Uh, Drake Calendar. That's what it was. Yep. Yep. Well, listen. You know who should get the number one spot? It should be Gaga. I think they throw him in the fire, man. He had a good U twenty World Cup too. He only gave up one goal. You think you just you just put him in there? Or you you don't give Sean Johnson? I think here's the problem, right? So, reality is Sean Johnson's not. Not gonna make the the potentially might make the World Cup or the the Copa America, but he's not fully not gonna make it on the World Cup roster for twenty twenty six. Sean Johnson is Udonis Hassan. Okay, I can see that. All right, I don't know if he's as animated as Udonis Haslam, but obviously there's a reason why this guy keeps getting called up. Yeah, I mean, and and I think. You know what you're going to get from him. You know that in the worst case, you can throw him in. He's been there. He didn't give up a goal for almost, what, 12 years? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what you're going to get from him. Yeah. But I, yeah. Think you let, I think you let Gaga go, man. I mean. Why not? He's, he's obviously. At least in the group stage game. I think the group stage, I think the group stage games, you have the ability. Like, you you have a little bit of more of a. Um, uh but a more potential positive outlook or, or you have more accessible opponents in the group stage. You know, and you get to play probably arguably the best goalkeeper, one of the best goalkeepers in CONCACAF in your group stage. Yeah. I mean, obviously the, the first, the best, the, the most, the most competitive game should be tomorrow's game, right? Against Jamaica. You know, I mean, and they got this striker that you really don't have to worry about, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor, poor Corey Burke, man. You know, you know he ain't scoring. <laughs> no, no love for Corey Burke. Um, so does that mean Joe Bendick is starting tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Andre. I mean, Andre's gone. Yeah, Joe Bendick. All right. Um, all right. Let's talk about. I, mean, I think he started. I mean, he's definitely started on Wednesday. And oh, they didn't have a game last weekend. So yeah, yeah. I mean, late Wednesday. Um. All right. No game in low either. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. Let's talk about uh, some promotion relegation stuff because this is uh, this is hot off the press, as they say. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, or this is a, over, uh, over a year ago, did you know that League League Un um, from uh, France went from twenty teams to eighteen teams? No, I didn't. Uh, I feel like I heard that. So four teams were relegated; only two got promoted. Okay. So the four teams that. That were relegated. So the idea is that the the league moves to eighteen teams instead of twenty. Um, they used to have eighteen teams between nineteen ninety seven and two thousand and two, and in those five years, they actually saw five different winners of the league. So now they're going to go to um, they're going to go to eighteen teams with the idea that it'll make uh, the game a little bit more competitive and there's more money to be kind of split amongst everybody because um, you're dividing by eighteen and not by twenty. And you also have some less games that you have to play. So the entire, so you, you know, there's 34 games instead of 38 that you're playing. Uh, I mean, it's like, here's my, here's my thought on this. 
out of the five European leagues, top five European leagues, Ligue 1 is definitely the fifth. Right? So, so wait, you're saying you're saying it's... Out of the Premier League, the Bundesliga, Serie A, La Liga, and, and Ligue 1. They are definitely the fifth. Okay. Out of five. And it's not close. I mean, at the top, you probably have... You think you think the Bundesliga is not more this year I guess it was a little more competitive, but you don't think the Bundesliga is above the French league? I think the Bundesliga is probably fourth. The Bundesliga now so now that's they're the only the two two of the major leagues that, that only have eighteen teams in them. Yeah, I think you got Liga Ligon, Bundesliga, Serie A, and you probably say La Liga and then the Premier League is number one. And then you go in that order. But I mean, they, they're not really doing. It's a league that no one really play. I mean, from a star starter perspective, you. I have will say, player. I will say, when I looked at the teams that were relegated, I didn't think I recognized any of them. What was it Toll House? Um, you mean Toulouse? Toulouse. <laughs> um, <laughs> Toll House. <laughs> That's the cookies, huh? That, those are cookies, not. Let's see where my mind is. <laughs> Where's the snacks? Uh, no, it was um, Troy's, Angers, AC Ajaccio, and Auxerre. And Nans was close to being relegated, but they they weren't. They didn't. They, they, Nans, like green and yellow Nans. Green and yellow Nans. Nans. Yep. Yeah. And Strasbourg. Strasbourg was there, and then. Uh, Stadis Restios and then Toulouse. Oh, Toulouse was good. All right, Toulouse mid pack. Uh, sure, let's call it mid pack. Why not? Um, <laughs> I mean, mid pack is nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I think in a league where, like, I mean, again, every anybody that's really coming to the French league that's from a star perspective is going to PSG, right? Where else yeah. are you gonna go? Yeah, I mean, everybody else, like, I mean, Monaco used to be very good, but they were producing players out of their academy and they were a selling club. Yeah. Um, they were selling their stars. And I mean, you have the other players that are coming on on loan, like uh, Falarin. I forget where he was on loan, but you know, he's on loan from Arsenal. He has a great year, but I think, I mean, if you're going on loan to another top league and you're trying to prove yourself and you're scoring 20 goals, that kind of tells you what kind of league you're in. Yeah, fair. Right? Um, well, the reason players like Jonathan David's probably just right for him. Hey, I scored 20 goals. I started my national team. Tim Weah. Tim Weah, but Tim Weah is remembered to move to Juventus. Hmm. Take Di Maria's spot. Take Di Maria's spot. Could be a good spot for him. Look, as a, he can play wing back, so it's a young man's game out there. <laughs> it is. I mean, when most town teams play a three back now, so yeah, that could be it. The young, it's a young man's position. Um, I ain't playing the wing back. But hey, Quadrado did it. He made a living off of that. Still making a living off of it. He was on his way out, man. Well, I mean, Chelsea doesn't know how to use players, but yeah. Yeah. Um, That move for Pulisic. Yeah. Um, All right. So the reason why I brought that up was because the Argentinian Soccer Association last night voted on midseason, mind you, because right now Argentina is in the middle of their season. uh, midseason decided that they were no longer so. Right now, the league sits at 28 teams, Jesus. and this is down from 30 five years ago. Uh, let everybody in, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, we went, we went one year, we went from 20 teams to 30 teams from within one year to the next, and now the idea was to try to get back Sorry, to 20. I couldn't skip this. Um, try to get back to 20. Um, 20 teams going one team every year for the next six years. Um, but they decided that that was kind of pointless because then it would have left you with a league of 27. And that means everybody, every team would have had to have a bye week at some point. And they were, that was just too difficult to figure out. Uh, so they voted and they decided that instead of three teams being relegated from the first division, only two teams are going to be relegated. And Argentina has this funky system of relegation where your average, so basically your average uh, of the games you've won 
over the amount of plays of games that you've played gets divided into this percentage. Um, and basically, so, but it gets calculated over the last three years. So if you're a recently promoted team, you have to win way more games because you divide by a lot less games. Um, if you're a team that's been around for three years, you get to have the, the, you know, 30 to 40 or a hundred, 120 games or whatever it is that you divide by. So a loss doesn't hurt you as bad. So one of the relegation spots is going to be, um, for the team with the worst average at the end of the season. The other team is going to be the team that ends up in last in the general like table. Gotcha. Unless it's the same team. In which then the next highest, the second lowest team will, will get relegated. Seems like a lot of corruption. I just don't understand why they had to fix it mid season. So who never knows? Who knows? That's where the corruption comes in. Who knows? Um, all right. Uh, let's talk before we move on to player match. Let's talk about Mr. Jose Mourinho. Uh, so as uh, some of you may have heard or seen, he was banned for um, for his teams for Roma's next four European games or wherever he ends up being if he's not a Roma um, because he verbally abused uh, Anthony Taylor. So he took it a step further now. Um, he was invited to being on the UEFA football board. And he said, you can keep your invitation. I no longer want to be a part of it since he was banned for four games for verbally abusing a referee. Just a little silly, a little ridiculous. Stick it to the man. Sure. Um, all right. Player of the match. Uh, who's your player of the match? Doing? Dude, only one person gets to play of the match this week. Jose Martinez. Did you see that goal? I did see that goal. You see that goal? Yeah. And the goal that was scored by his teammate wasn't, I mean, it was goalkeeper error, but that wasn't a bad ball in the box. People either. start, people already, already on that, like, is this on the Puskas? Is this getting nominated for Puskas? That's his first goal in MLS, too. Yeah. You gotta get nominated yeah. for Puskas. He should have retired as soon as he scored that. <laughs> I'm out. Baby. I'm out. You, you remember my career? You're going to put me in my retirement ceremony? Yeah. But just play that on, on a loop. On a loop. Yeah, there you go. How many times do you think they play that goal tomorrow at the stadium? Yeah, that's that's the intro. For him, right? When they introduce his name? Yeah. Every play. Actually, every play. That's the intro for every player. It's a replay. It's just a replay, yeah. Um. Uh. uh my, my player play of the week, or my, sorry, my player of the match uh, goes to all the Kirkwood Camp coaches that we had. Uh, we had eight coaches this week, actually nine if you count uh, one of our helpers. Um, so big shout out to all of them. Oh, uh, which one is it? I always forget. That's not it. That's not it either. There you go. Maybe you should let me have the button. Uh, you should have the button. I just got to remember it's C. C, get, C gives you the, the C for clap. Oh, yeah, there you go. C for club. Now on this day in soccer history. <laughs> ah, there we go. Now and see, now I now I'm like, now I got the sound oh, effect. Yeah, play, play D again, right? That was the little jazzy one. Oh yeah. No, that was A. Now on this day in soccer history. There you go. All right. <laughs> that was good. Uh on this day in soccer history, June 23rd, 1968. Um by far one of the uh, more um, sad days in Argentinian football history. Uh, River is playing Boca Juniors in the Monumental in the River Stadium. Um, uh, it was a 0-0 draw, draw, um, but uh, there was a... One of the exit gates was, um, was, um, was locked, um, trapping some other people, and then when they were when they try to push the, the exit, they, they pushed it. It crushed 71 fans. So 71 people passed away or died and uh, 150 others were injured. Uh, tragedy of gate 12. Um, so um, if only that was the only time that that kind of stuff happened. Um, but unfortunately, I feel like every year we hear of something like that where some sort of stampede or something like that happens at a soccer game. So hopefully at some point soon we uh, we figure it out and we 
we allow for for proper and safe exiting of soccer games at any stadium. So, yeah, June 23rd, 1968. All right. The Dan Simmons Fair Play of the Week Award. Um, Goes out to Dan Simmons. Dan Simmons? Shooting us a text yesterday. Yes, actually. Yeah, yes. We should. Yes, it goes out to Dan Simmons. Um, Shooting us a text yesterday. um, Just checking in. Uh, He was mostly concerned about being able to watch the U.S. game from four days ago. Um, But... But always in Spanish, uh, but always, always good to hear from him. Um, and we're glad he's doing well. Um, so speedy recovery there, Dan Simmons. Uh, so yeah, the fair play of the week goes out to him. It's a good call. Yeah, there you go. You got a little trophy there. That's good. <laughs> All right. Well, make sure you follow us on Instagram at DE Soccer Podcast at the Soccer Podcast. Uh, I would say we are working on some international interviews. I'm working on a couple international interviews right now. Uh, Dwayne's working on a local interview. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully we got some more interviews coming in your way. Um, we're going to have to re-figure out or reimagine and figure out in a couple months what our podcast actually looks like. So that'll be something that we need to explore and figure out. Yeah, um, we'll have those conversations off mic. Your job responsibilities. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be a teacher. So, um, so we have to figure out exactly what this looks like because Fridays aren't as easy anymore. Uh, yeah so so i'm sure we'll, we will figure it out i am excited though in not next week but the week after is our three-year anniversary there you go you gotta get the boys gotta get the band back in town three three years of the podcast um i gotta get the band in we we do we do um um so we gotta we gotta try to figure out what we're gonna do for that uh but yeah i mean actually no sorry Wait, based on our episode, it's actually not episode. No, one fifty eight would actually be if we're looking at this correctly, it actually be four years, right? Because fifty two, twenty twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, it'd be yeah, it would have been fifty two one oh um one oh four. Yeah, so yeah, we're heading we're heading towards that uh that four year period here now um getting close, getting ever close to this 200 to mark, um, which at that point we need to start planning that out, that out with, with some, with some distance. We got to look at it, the calendar and see where, where episode two, 200 is. Uh, but right now focusing on the next week. Uh, so make sure you check out our Instagram, uh, DE soccer podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot. <laughs>